No one, no one says it like they do. What do you mean? Well, what do you mean? Felger and Matt. I'm, I'm just making it up. Totally making it up. 98.5 The Sports Hub. It's our number two commercial-free Felger Maz celebrate our tenth anniversary. Want to thank our hourly sponsor, it's Town Fair Tire. As we come to you from our Town Fair Tire studio, uh, and it is brought to you by Town Fair Tire because nobody beats a Town Fair Tire deal. Nobody, and the entire day, the entire commercial-free chunk of the day, rather, is sponsored by Aaron's, the King of Snow. Buy your Aaron's snow thrower this tax-free weekend. Big Jim Murray and Matt McCarthy alongside, uh, going over some station highlights, show highlights, really. I, I mean to say, over the last ten years, and you know, sort of weaving them into some conversations about what's going on in the last decade in sports here in Boston. So I've asked them their favorite team, their least favorite team, their favorite title run, uh, all this stuff. How about this one? All right. Your favorite non-game-related story of the past decade. What's your favorite non-game sports story? I don't want a news story. Yeah. Your favorite non-game-related story of the uh, past decade and your least favorite non-game-related story of the past decade. All right. My favorite is the uh, Patriots Palace coup. Yeah, the Palace Q. Uh, Post-Super Bowl 52 debacle, losing to the Eagles, going into last season. I loved the gossip. I loved the theories. Why Brady was showing up early. Is everyone on the team still pissed at Belichick for benching Butler? Why is Bill gone from no days off to no days off? Uh, Seth Wickersham story. Patriots media cartel getting oversensitive about everything. The fans getting oversensitive about everything. It was a great soap opera. I found it delicious. And frankly, it might not even be over considering Brady is a free agent at the end of the year. So I love the Palace Q. Uh, the non-game story I hated the most. It's number one with a bullet. It's Deflategate. Oh, my God, I hated that so much. The minutia, the highlighters, the nonstop anger from both stations, the stupidity, the dumb nicknames from Dorito Dink, and I'll never forget that, to the asinine Deflategate and Context.com, uh, to Brady not passing over his phone and all the theories behind that, day after day after day, month after month after month, the science, the lawyer speak. They did it. They got overpunished. That's it. Get over it. How many months in total was it, Jimmy? Nine? A year and a half? Oh, 15. no, it was like, Holy oh, it was a year and a half. Oh, God, I hated that story so much. I have a headache just thinking about it. Thank you. McCarthy, your favorite and least favorite uh, non-game-related sports story the last decade? I thought the 2013 Red Sox kind of helped remind us what the power of sports can be. And, you know, they helped Boston heal after, you know, one of the most awful events, you know, this city has ever seen. And I, I don't know, I, I just look back on, on that team and, and everything that happened uh, in the wake of the marathon bombing, and, and it was just so powerful. And I thought earlier today uh, on the midday show, they did just a, a great job just encapsulating all of that and kind of what that 2013 Red Sox team meant to that meant to the city. Uh, so I, I, I kind of look back on that. And then, yeah, it has to be my most hated story, Deflategate. 100% <laughs> Deflategate. I mean, lawyer stuff, having to go through high, having to go through every amicus brief and every, you know, Judge Richard Berman, uh, you know, whatever. No, I, I don't ever want to hear about it or talk about it, or think about PSI or the ideal gas law ever, ever again. My favorite <laughs> non-game-related sports story. Oh God, I know what this is going to be. Oh. And you ask me, at least, isn't the answer the same answer? Isn't it the same? Look at what I'm holding my hands, uh, boys. The amicus brief and the Look highlighter. I'm holding in my hand. <laughs> it didn't take long for me to find it. You know what's odd? Well, anyway, before I get to that, the answer is the same. Your favorite and your least favorite. The answer's the same, Jimmy. Walt Anderson and his crew holding up play for a moment. Mike Carey, what's the situation here? 
Well, what it looks like is that they still spotted the ball with a kicking ball, waiting for one of the ball guys to come down and give them a regular scrimmage ball. Okay. Which is a big difference because the kicking balls are not rubbed up near as much as the game balls used by the quarterbacks. They would be slicker with the rain. From a league perspective, league officials are simply trying to understand exactly what this is after the Colts accusations late, la late, late last night. You know, we'll cooperate fully with whatever... You know, whatever the league wants us to, whatever questions they ask us, whatever they want us to do. I didn't know anything about it until this morning. Were the Patriots using deflated footballs? I just said the first I heard about it was this morning. The Patriots franchise is on probation as far as I'm concerned, still from Spygate. If this was found to be true, like today, tomorrow, next 72 hours, next week, you know what? You're forfeiting your spot in the Super Bowl. We're vacating it. Get out! They probably don't know how they became underinflated, but the fact that they were 11 out of the 12 balls discovered to be underinflated was certainly a big disappointment. This initial findings doesn't feel good to anybody. Bob Kravitz, who broke this story on Deflate Gate after the AFC Championship, what action should the league take? They need to come down hard. I think the first option is for Bob Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, to seriously consider firing Bill Belichick because he's a repeat offender. You remember Spygate a couple of years ago. He's messed with the integrity of the game before. The second option, I believe that Roger Goodell should not only find, find them and make them forfeit draft, a draft choice or two, I think he should be suspended for the Super Bowl. If the league has actually contacted you about this deflating football talk. Yeah, any questions on that, you should talk to them about. So, little synopsis there from uh, Jimmy Stewart, Deflategate, Deflategate. Oh, what a story. I remember so when it broke. I was, was like, so good. Well, this is bad, but how bad can this be? And then it felt within a matter of 24 hours. It was a, not national sports, it was a national news story. It was leading every single CBS, ABC, oh NBC God. Nightly News. <laughs> that thing was so bad. So, what is great? What, now we have four years here of, uh, of uh, perspective on it. And so, I think some things have become clear. And some things were clear on day one. Uh, I think we were all right about some things, all wrong about other things. You know, everyone had something right, everyone had something wrong, I think, at the end of the day. Uh, and I think four years now, we can really sort of definitively say some things. And even if you don't want to admit it, then I, if, you know, if you can't admit it, then you, you really, I can't help you. Uh, one is how guilty they are and how guilty they looked. And just going back and listening to some of the sound in doing this, like that blatant lie by Belichick is such a giveaway to me. The first I heard of it was the next morning. They stopped the game. Right. They, I mean, we just heard it. I mean, they stopped the game and swapped out the footballs. I mean, Bill doesn't notice when you stop the game to get a different football. For I mean, so never mind that. You but see how meticulous he is with his notes throughout the game. He they stopped <laughs> the game. Everyone noticed it. The, the announcers noticed it. The refs noticed it. The, they, they stopped the game. What do you mean you don't know? The first you heard of it was the next morning. It's such a blatant lie when you lie like that and try and separate yourself so badly from it. It's like it's a dead giveaway. Never mind the fact that Mike Kensel, the league guy, who Bill used to work with with the Jets, is storming up and down the Patriots' sideline, grabbing the equipment guy, grabbing Bears Nigerian, his assistant, outside of the locker room at halftimes, and you're in big trouble. Like, they all knew. I mean, it's such a blatant lie. Uh, so, of course they were doing it. That's number one. Number two, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. So guys like me, like, that's where I had it wrong. I, I thought, well, this is going to impact them. I mean, why wouldn't it if they spent so much time doing it and they put the effort into getting those balls down to a certain level? That must be important to them. 
So if they don't have the balls at a certain level, that's going to impact their performance, and it didn't. No, it didn't at all. And ultimately, it really, it, it, it proved what I always kind of thought it was about was a comfort thing more than anything else for Brady. You know, it was, you know, it's like almost like you know, how certain baseball players have their little nervous tick or things that they have to do before they get into the box and get comfortable. Brady liked the balls a certain way just because he liked how they felt a little bit better. That's but all it was, just a, a minor equipment violation. Do not delude yourself, Murray, into thinking that people didn't want to hear it. I also have. Oh, no. I Look, the numbers back it up. People were oh. into it. These are my ratings that I keep at home. I keep, I log every month, every week. Every oh, it was board. bananas. Okay. It, was, it was absolutely insane. The biggest months, the biggest quarters we've ever had came right in the heart of Deflategate. Two of our three biggest books were Deflategate months, both the winter that it broke, the winter of 2015, and then what I consider a Deflategate period, which is the fall of 2015 when he won his appeal, and it was still, it's yeah. all, it dominated. It dominated, dominated, dominated from that you know the week of that AFC title game through the entire next football season and uh, all the way up to the suspension and it just dominated and that's some of the best uh, you know we've had uh, you know knock on wood good ratings the whole way through really good ratings the whole way through that was none was better than that and it lasted it lasted a year plus so don't delude yourself into thinking people don't want to hear it but you know me doesn't take much to get me to go back and pull up my highlighter and my copies of the Wells Report. I have several copies of the Wells Report I found out because I will be go, going digging through, like, uh, uh, drawers, McCarthy, and I'll be looking for, like, tax returns or, like, my kids' old report cards or something. You know, you just sort of stuff business stuff away in different drawers, and I'll just pull up in a drawer looking for, like, something <laughs> like that, and I'll, out, out will pop a... A copy of the Wells report highlighted. You've got a problem. Oh my you've god! Got, you've got a real issue. So it's this, at page thirty-four, the kicker version. So this particular, this particular incarnation of the Wells report that I have that has all the notes on it and the highlighted stuff, and it's all on there. This one, I what I did is I just took the pages that I wanted to read from because I, I guess I got sick at one point of coming with a you know something that thick, so I just I pared it down. But I'll just get to the good stuff. The amount of people who think they weren't doing it. I mean, even at the time, when the first time you read the text messages, and you still said, well, what about that deal, Gaslaw? These are text messages between the equipment guy who wasn't allowed to touch the balls after they were inspected, and the locker room attendant, McNally and Jastrzemski. Remember this? Oh, yes. So Brady has a bad game against the Jets at home. He's complaining about the footballs. And thus includes, and thus starts this little text change between the two equipment guys. So Jastrzemski tells him that Brady's pissed about last night. McNally, the guy in the locker room, responds by saying, Tom sucks. <laughs> I'm going to make that next ball a effing balloon. <laughs> so, like, right there, stop reading. It's over. The guy who's not supposed to touch the balls, who's alone with the balls in the official's locker room, says, tell him the next time I'm going to make it a balloon. What do you think he's doing? He's talking about his weight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the excuses. McNally and, says, oh, okay, he says, tell him the next time I'm going to make it a effing balloon. Jastrzemski says, yeah, I talked to him last night. He actually brought you up. Brady says, I never heard of him. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he does. And you all buy it? <laughs> Jastrzemski says immediately, yeah, I talked to him last night. He actually brought you up and said you must have, ha must have had a lot of stress trying to get them done. He was right, though, says Jastrzemski. I checked some of the balls this morning. The refs effed us. A few of them were almost 16. Jastrzemski said they didn't recheck them after they put air in them. McNally, F them. 16 is nothing. Wait till next Sunday, he says. <laughs> Just Shemsey says, OMG, spaz. The next day they pick it up. 
McNally says, make sure you blow up the ball to look like a rugby ball so Tom can get used to it before Sunday. And it is. It really is. It's the exchange between these two because it's been so long since we talked about this. This is the most damning stuff. Oh, my God. Jastrzemski says, I can't wait to give you your needle this week. So they're going back and forth this whole week after the Jets game. Can't wait to give you your needle. Smiley face. (laughs) McNally again. F Tom. Make sure the pump is attached to the needle. Effing watermelons coming. (laughs) Uh, And then he says the only thing deflating son is his passer rating. Again, the next day, Jastrzemski, again, I have a big needle for you this week. McNally better be surrounded by cash and new kicks. Again, he's getting paid off with merch and whatever to pump up the balls or deflate the balls for Brady. He says it better be surrounded by cash and new kicks or it's a rugby Sunday. You go back and read these folks if you just want to get reacquainted with what was. These were the guys in charge of the balls. McNally, F Tom. Jastrzemski, maybe you'll have a nice Maybe you'll have some nice size 11s in your locker. Uh, McNally, Tom must really be working your balls hard this week. And so, you know, these go back and forth in the whole thing. And has anyone to this day heard from these guys? Or are no, they no, still, you know, buried in the desert somewhere? No, they're golfing with Matt Estrella. And who's the other one? Matt Estrella was the cameraman in, uh, cameraman in, in uh, Spygate. And Matt Walsh was the guy who allegedly taped the... They, 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 mm. they have a regular foursome. They meet in Hawaii yeah. every Tuesday and play together. I mean, you're never going to hear from them. But, oh, it's fun uh, reading these text messages. Maz even got in on the act. Jimmy Stewart, uh, back at the time. Maz reading the text messages? McNally, what's up, Dorito Dink? <laughs> <laughs> JJ, nada. McNally, when's the pong party? I'm on fire. JJ, OMG. McNally, bring it. McNally again, you still with your women? JJ, yup. McNally, you must have her, parentheses, admitted out of respect to Mrs. Jastrzemski. (laughs) McNally, you must have a picture of her, parentheses, admitted out of respect to Mrs. Jastrzemski. JJ, OMG. McNally, you working. JJ, yup. McNally, nice dude. Jimmy needs some kicks. Let's make a deal. Come on, help the deflator. (laughs) And that was an incriminating text at the end, but what the Patriots are trying to say is... It's all part of a jocular back and forth. Correct. Yeah. But, but, but I did find it, find it funny that he's making fun about the guy's wife. You know, yeah. choking with the guy about his wife. Of course, Maz goes right to the dirty ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right, right to the stuff about the guy's wife and having, right the stuff, having to be omitted. <laughs> but again, uh, tell him next week I'm going to make it an effing balloon. F him. 16 is nothing. Wait till next Sunday. Uh, can't wait to give you your needle. F Tom. Make sure the pump is attached this time. Watermelon's coming. So angry. The only thing deflating is his passer rating. Just oh, and just so many other things still stand so out to me. Good. That first Brady press conference where he stood up there, and I just remember yelling at my TV, "Get him off there! Run, Tom! Yeah, Stop. you're doing yourself no favors. Shut up! Stop talking!" Well, oh, it was so bad. Why don't we do that right now? Tom Brady, that original press conference, Jimmy. Why don't we jump to that? Tom Brady when he comes out and oh. I don't know, doesn't exactly give you any confidence in the situation. This has raised a lot of uncomfortable conversations for people around this country who view you three-time Super Bowl champion, a two-time MVP, as their idol. The question they're asking themselves is, what's up with our hero? So can you answer right now, is Tom Brady a cheater? (laughs) I don't believe so. I mean, I feel like I've always played within the rules. I would never do anything to break the rules. Um, I believe in fair play and I respect the league and, you know, everything that they're doing to try to create a very competitive uh, playing field for all the NFL teams. It's a very competitive league. Um, you know, every team is, um, you know, trying to do the best they can to win every week. You know, I believe in fair play, and 
and I'll always believe in it for as long as I'm playing. Are you comfortable within yourself that nobody on Sunday on the Patriots side did anything wrong? I have no knowledge of anything. I have no knowledge of any uh, wrongdoing of any. Nobody did anything wrong. Yeah, I'm very comfortable saying that. I'm very comfortable saying that nobody did it. As far as I know, I don't know everything. I also understand. Hold on one second. Why are you laughing over there? I mean, she's saying emphatic no's. He's a bad liar. Like, he starts that thing off by saying, I don't believe so. No, just say no. Even if you have to lie, it's a hard lie. I don't believe so. That's like saying, oh, you took a shower with a girl, and you get caught. You didn't actually fool around, but you took a shower. You know that's cheating. But if your wife asked you, did you cheat? I don't believe so. No. <laughs> no. It's just a shower. She was there. I was there. We just we had to get clean. I don't believe that. You know you did. Like that, And hearing this again, it's just so, it's like riding the fence with these answers. If you're going to lie, lie. No, no, no. Emphatically, no, no. I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. No, we, we didn't do anything. Everything's just so like, uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who's to say? Ah, oh, it still gives me like, <laughs> oh, you oh, miss it, Murray. You miss it. You see, it was good. Oh, God. It was good. It one bit. No it was, way. It was good eating. It was tremendous eating. We'll hear from Bill's press conference coming up in a second. Again, this hour of our 10th anniversary special brought to you by Town Fair Tire because nobody beats a Town Fair Tire deal. Nobody. We're mixing in best of stuff with uh, some of these topics. So this hour, we're going to do some deflategate stuff mixed in around best and worst moments. And then next hour, we'll give you the John, the John Henry stuff. And then hour number five, we'll be back to commercial, regular sports radio, and uh, we'll see if we can spin the whole thing forward. But uh, here's what I, something I want to play. I want to play one of the Mad Mikes, courtesy of Hardy. And th- this was a big one. You know, Deflategate was a part of it because, again, I wondered if they had to play with fully inflated balls when they were so adamant about getting, you know, the PSI out of there, how would that, inf- how would that impact Brady? How would that impact their fumble numbers? And I didn't know, but I, I, I thought it might impact them. And, oh, Lord, you know, just the... The complete blowback of the last four or five years has been, it's been suffocating, Murray, I got to tell you. But what was the birth of bleh? And I, I don't know exactly what it was. It's, it's what I envision it sounding like on Twitter. Like, if you think a quarterback stinks and he completes a ball in the first quarter, immediately people on Twitter are going, bleh, how do you like that? Oh, bleh, I guess he does have a good arm. So anyway, uh, this was an early, early conversation really about the birth of bleh, courtesy of Hardy. What you get from the Patriots' toadies is this. Oh, yes, oh, I like all the tension in there, Fowler. Oh, seems like Brady hates everybody, doesn't he? Right, you get that. Of course you do. I've heard everybody say this. Well, it doesn't sound like there's much tension in there, does it? Look at them, the holding hands. They have a nice picture of Bill and Tom, like, in uh, holding hands clasp, as hands over their head, like in this victory formation thing. It was cute, yeah. It was like, and, you know, I mean, you get this all the time. Oh, what happened to Team Turmoil, Felder? Oh, I, oh, I guess it's not blowing up, is it? Oh. <laughs> this was tweeted by a Nesson reporter. If Tom Brady proved one thing Sunday night, it's that he hates his coaches, backup, quarterback, and offensive line. Again, sort of like, oh, oh. Okay, she's does hate Josh McDaniels. You know, like that thing. We just went through this. I know where you're going with this. Let me take you back to 2010. The negative commentary had started to pile up a little bit on Randy Moss. You know, I was a big anti-Randy guy, and I, you know, spewed it every day. Was that Randy? Oh, 
I feel like it may have trauma. You might be traumatized from some of this at this point. Oh, no question. Yeah. No question. It's crawled in my head. Absolutely. Sitting on takes, riding the fence. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you become a facilitator. Yeah. Well, that's, you know what? You're right. That's, the Patriots won. They beat me down. Yeah. And the fans, they won and they beat me down. I fully admit that. There's another team that's beating you down, too. Correct. So this bleh culture is even extended to the teams. Now we got teams. Now we have actual teams here in town. Playing the blue game against Felger and Maz. Again, uh, I'm going to wait for TV to come back so we can do the FUP. Should, should we wait? Because TV's actually uh, at a break. So the teams are at this as well, if you can believe it. I'm told not to wait. Just go. Just go. Here comes the Bruins weighing in in the blue game. This is why I think the big issue with the team is there's too many young guys. <laughs> There's too many out there who are running around and don't know what they're doing. I think the Bruins season is over. I think they're done. Too young. Too, too young. They made a freaking commercial about it, McCarthy. It was awesome. It was, it was fantastic. Good. Oh, no, yeah, it was great. Uh, how they no, 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 no. You, you don't think it was great? Oh, no, no. I think, but no, it's great to tell people to shut up. We, we proved you wrong and then lose in the first round. That's really cool. <laughs> good job. Maybe <laughs> yeah, it was they a, were a year early. Maybe it was the second year. Maybe it was the second year. No, that's it. No, that's good. Good call. Good job. Oh, don't you feel like an idiot? We proved you wrong. You lost in the second round in five games. Gentlemen sweep. Got your ass kicked. So, no, good call. Good job. You really proved people wrong with that one. Way to make it all the way to game five of the second round. Good job. That was good. Jim, this is the most impassioned against the Bruins he's been since this commercial. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's done <laughs> its job. Wow. Ah, he, is, get, he is shook, man. McCarthy, let's get back to the Flakegate, shall he's we? So yes. rattled. Yeah, yeah no, I, please, let's get back to the Flakegate. Maybe I need to go back to the Flakegate to find <laughs> my voice again. <laughs> I, guess you, I guess you do. You people have beaten me down. You mentioned Bill Belichick's press conference. That was a humdinger. It was great. I loved it. I was one of Belichick's greatest performances. Yeah, this yeah. one at least was entertaining. But I'll tell you, man, the bull crap spewing out of this one, too. Woo! Woo wee! Let's hear from Bill in the week after Deflategate. There have been questions raised, and I believe now 100% that I have personally, and we as an organization, have absolutely followed every rule to the letter. And I just feel that on behalf of everyone in the organization, everyone that's involved in this organization, that we need to say something. I've handled dozens of balls over the past week. The texture of the balls is very easy to identify. The pressure of the balls, footballs, is a whole different story. I would say that our preparation process for the footballs, we have found raises the PSI approximately one pound. When the balls are delivered to the officials' locker room, the officials were asked 
to inflate them to 12.5 PSI. What exactly they did, I don't know. When the footballs go out onto the field into game conditions, whatever those conditions are, that's where the measurements would be possibly different than what they are in a controlled environment. We all know that air pressure is a function of the atmospheric conditions. If there's activity in the ball relative to the rubbing process, I think that explains why when we gave them to the officials and the officials put it at, let's say, 12 and a half, if that's in fact what they did, that once the ball reached its equilibrium state, it probably was closer to 11 and a half. I'm embarrassed to talk about the amount of time that I've put into this relative to the other important challenge in front of us. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football measurements. I'm just telling you what I know. would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world as she was in the car expertise area. All right? And at no time was there any intent whatsoever to try to compromise the integrity of the game or to gain an advantage. Quite the opposite. We feel like we followed the rules of the game to the letter in our preparations. We try to do everything right. We err on the side of caution. It's been that way now for many years. Anything that's close, we stay as far away from the line as we can. And... This is the end of this subject for me for a long time. Oh, it's so good, McCarthy. Don't you miss it? It's, no, it's, and that was fantastic because they needed that. The team needed that. Hell, the fans needed that. Now, I'm speaking from a total fan perspective. I'm having, like, sports PTSD listening <laughs> yeah. to all this stuff here. Like, this this is not good for my emotional health, Mike. So I just I just want you to know that, that you are literally killing me <laughs> over here as we continue to do this Deflategate stuff. But that Belichick press conference, they needed that. And I needed it personally, and oh, I I needed it now. That but that was good stuff. It, it was him. better than Brady's press conference because he at least handled himself and he was confident. Whereas Brady seemed shook from word yeah. one. But all Belichick really did there. Now this is something you got a better perspective of. I think now four years later, all he did was spit out a bunch of official sounding scientific nonsense. And this is where really for me this was like a tipping point moment because yeah. after that most of the Patriots people were like, oh see. See, he just proved, see, it was just the air. And then you got all these stupid videos all over social media of people's deflating tires because the weather had changed in the PSI, in the science, in the pseudoscience. And this is where I was like, oh, my God, enough. Like, then, come on with this nonsense. You understand they changed their story. Like, that was their first stab at it, which was mm-hmm. the, this ball prep thing. They sort of dropped that. You didn't hear much about that as we went forward. Right, and, like sanding and the, the balls down and everything. Because they, yeah. they had more and more scientists because scientists are so freaking defensive and protective of the scientific law that when people challenge the ideal gas law, like the scientists say, no, no, the gas, you know, they really want to prove, make sure that you know that the ideal gas law is real. So they got the, so as the Patriots got the, the scientific community behind them on the ideal gas law, they dropped this whole business about how they prepped the ball. You didn't hear them talk about that much, but that was their first sort of foray into trying to explain it. Yeah. It's the way we rubbed them down before you know, they raised it a PSI and then they dropped it, you know, trying to, uh, muddy all that, and then they just settled on pure PSI. But what what does it really matter when the two ball boys go back and forth and say, I'm going to make the next one an effing balloon? I talked to him last night. He brought you up, said you must have a lot of stress trying to get them done. If it was all legal, why would there be any stress trying to get them done? Right. <laughs> it means Tom Brady needs better lackeys. That's That was my takeaway from those yeah. those text messages, reading them again. It's like, man, get, get better people under you to do your dirty work. He, he says Tom was right, though. 
Checked a few of the balls this morning. A few of them were at 16. F Tom, 16's nothing. Wait till next Sunday. Wait till next Sunday. Rugby balls, watermelons. The only thing deflating sun is this basser rating. So the organization has followed every rule. There was no intent that we've done anything by the letter of the law. And they got guys talking about <laughs> blowing the things up to rugby balls because the Brady's pissing them off and they're better be surrounded by cash and new kicks. And like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And where are these guys? If these, if they were talking about something else, which you know, they weren't, where are they? Where are they discussed? Where'd they go? And then they tried to spin it as a weight loss thing. Like, oh, that it, was embarrassing. That was so embarrassing. Okay, so the whole thing did make people angry. It was part of why it was such a great, uh, such a great topic. We'll get to the anger here in a second, but deflate gate breather. Deflate gate breather, best of stuff here. Uh, a big part of our show over the last, I don't know how many years, has been uh, the Felger Mass Big Board. What, what's the exact I love this year? Thing. Is it, this is fantastic. Is it, is it seven or eight years? It's something like that. And, you know, I should have the official stats for you, but we have something like nine hits in seven years. And if you want to say 10, because this tight end they just traded for was a hit from us two years ago. Oh, I do want to say, it doesn't matter if it's years later. He's here now. The big board wins again. I feel like there's another one that we've forgotten about that happened last year that the Patriots signed as well. uh, Subsequently? Yeah, it was for like a 10-day contract or something. Okay, we should uh, firm up our numbers, but it's something like nine players good. in seven years. Ten players in seven years, something like this. Nine players in six years. It's along the, We're over. We're, we're, we have more than one hit per year when you average it all out. There's only one year where we failed to hit anybody, and that was the year they only took four players. They only took four players, I think, that, in 2017. That's on the team, not us. That, right. What are you going to do? You, gotta, you only pick four players. That's like really trying to thread the needle. Every other year we hit at least one player, and there's been three years where we've hit two players. So uh, the Felger Mass Big Board is uh, prodigious. But we've played you enough examples of us hitting. Jimmy, let's play the Big Board Misses. Uh, the Big Board Misses because we're nothing if not fair to admit when we're wrong, when we don't get it right. And oh, of course, yes. Well, no, we are McCarthy. We're fair. We're nothing if but not firm, but fair, right, Murray? I love how much Jones hates it. Like, oh, because he really cares it. about the draft. He's the one who's really there trying yeah. to pour over the charts and tell you who they're <laughs> going to pick. We're just chucking markers at the board. I think this is from 2017, the year we didn't get anybody. It's one of the yep. years, anyway. It's uh, well, it's not very pretty. The big board misses. Whole point here, folks, is that pre-draft talk is some of the dumbest sports talk I've ever been a part of because no one knows anything. The board knows. Ow! Cam Robinson, Alabama. Yeah, he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. William Holden. Zach Banner. Dorian Johnson. Uh, Dan Feeney from Indiana. Pat Eflin. Pat Eflin. Eflin. Well, he went to Ohio State. That's right in between two of them. Jake Butt. Yeah! Yeah! Eric Saubert. There we go. Blake Jarwin. Jalen Robinette. Not Robin, Robinette. Yeah. Jamari Staples. Yeah. Rodney Adams, South Florida. Ow, oh, hi, he missed. You defiled the board. Matthew Diaz. How do you spell that? D A Y E S. Ah. Yeah. Oy. Tareen Folston. I like him. Hummet. Kareem Hunt. Ow. Isaac Rochelle. Ah. Larry o- Joby. Oh. Bastard. You left a mark on my sweater vest. Jeez, and now you put another hole in it. Stevie to Ikalovatata. Stevie to Ikalikatova. Ah! Takarist. Takarist McKinley. Takarist. Takarist McKinley. Ryan Anderson from Alabama. Jordan Willis. Ah! Vince Beagle. Carol Phillips Jr. 
Uh, Riley Bullock. Riley Bullock. 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 Riley Bullock. Condre Tankersley. Condrea? Cordera. Cordrea. Cordera. Oh, there we go. That was a money ball. Damonte Kazee. Love him. Marquez with a Z. White. C.J. Bethard. Gerard Evans. Boom. Sefu Liufu. Sefu Laufau. Sefu Liufeo. Boom. Austin Rikau. Rikau. Austin Rikau. He's from Idaho. The Felger and Maz board is now complete. The big board is full. Snow's in Idaho, though. That's because he's a cold-weather kicker. Again, that was 2017 when we didn't hit anybody, but you heard Sobert in there. There's a hit. So we've hit on every single year? Yep. Uh, that counts now. It's the hour of our commercial-free coverage brought to you by Town Fair Tire because nobody beats a Town Fair Tire deal. Nobody. Also, the whole chunk today is brought to you by Aaron's, the king of snow. Buy your Aaron's snow thrower this tax-free weekend. Wrapping up the Deflategate discussion. Made everybody angry. Got everybody pissed off. So, Beetle was good. I said before, you know, Beetle joined us to open up the show, as he did 10 years ago at this hour. Uh, you know, when we launched the station and launched uh, Felgrim Maz anyway. Uh, he, he did a good job going back and forth with us during Deflategate, right? And again, we were all right about something, all wrong about something. Beetle admits now they were doing it, like obviously. But uh, he stood up to us and took us on at the time, and that earned him a lot of fans for sure. Here's an encapsulation of it. I think we called it uh, Angry Beetle, or was it, uh, what did you say it was in your uh, cut there? Um, uh, beleaguered Beetle? Bele- beleaguered Beetle uh, on Deflategate. Go. key element of this entire case if you're building an investigation and you want to punish a team for having underinflated footballs you can't say i'm going to punish you for something you did wrong when you can't even tell the people specifically how much you know was out of those footballs to prove that they were wrong okay, okay so we've we'll, got no idea they've got nothing that's yeah, what why is writing it down the mandatory thing there hey if he remembers it off the top of his head god bless him but i doubt that he can you've got to record that you've got to have that information if you want to build a case against them. You could be right on this. That would be stupid if they didn't. I would look at the officials in the league and say, why didn't you guys write it down? I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you. And so maybe that gets them out of a harsh punishment. That's not getting them out of anything. There was nothing here to even see. Uh, why is it that if they didn't write it down, the officials did, 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 did not take note of what the, the pressure was, that it's the Patriots escaping something? That's you guys didn't even have something to go on here. Well, but you didn't even write down how much the pressure went down. Beetle. If they just looked at it, said, "Oh, yep, these balls are down at halftime. Yep, they launched the investigation." Wait a minute, how much were they down? Then you don't regard the official's word as evidence. No, I would take it as evidence if they could remember exactly what it was. But why are you assuming they don't know the number? I'm, 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 I'm not assuming anything at this point. All right. Well, you're telling me that they just like kind of eyeballing it down two or three, so there we go. Well, two or three is a big gap. Well, was it two or was it three? But, but Mark, those measurements are important in this case because if they didn't happen and they don't remember what they were exactly, or they didn't write it down at the very least, because I know it's hard to find a pen and a piece of paper. Why are you assuming that? They- I'm not assuming anything. I'm saying that they need that info. I don't know if they have it or not. For their sake, I hope they do, because they would look so wildly incompetent and stupid if they don't have those numbers. And if they don't have the numbers, they don't have a case. Like Belichick, it's all new to us, Maz. <laughs> Beleaguered Beetle. 
Uh, and as much as I can uh, read a legal brief, I'll go toe-to-toe with the Mike Curleys of the world any day of the week. I, I can read the Wells Report. I've got my copies. I'll read the legal briefs. I'll do it all. I'll pull up my highlighters. The lawyers do get to you, McCarthy. The lawyers do get to you. And what this is is a mad mic with the combination of frustration for lawyers and which, uh, which is a fallout of Spygate that I don't have any time for because I don't want to hear you whining. And that is anytime there's been a little incident you know, in the league where, well, I think the one here where the Giants actually put a needle in the ball on the sidelines to test the PSI to make sure. I, 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 and I can't remember what they did, whether it was a game ball or not a game ball, but the Giants did something or or maybe it's when they were on the walkie-talkies. Remember, was that yeah, yeah, the yeah, coach yeah. used the walkie-talkie when he wasn't allowed to use the walkie-talkie? Yes, that's what it was, yes. Something. I, yeah. I, I can't remember what the hell it was. But some little thing like that, and that immediately gets, ooh, why don't you give them four games? Blah. You know, uh, so that's what I think this is about. I got fed up with the lawyers. I mean, I can't believe I had to sit down with another legal document and a highlighter, but I did. Saw them this morning, yeah. yeah. Goldberg writes to Ted Wells. League security personnel subjected him to irresponsible accusations of lying to them, blah, 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 on for a thousand words. The direct email to Ted Wells. They put in bold. Since we had an agreement from the outset that, barring extraordinary or unexpected circumstances, each person would be subjected, blah, blah, blah. In bold. Given this history... If you want some added information from Jim McNally, let me know what it is, and I will consider the best way to get relevant information to you. Thanks. Best. Dan. Like, what he's really saying is, go kiss my ass, you blood-sucking leech. F you, Dan. In bold. And then they send an email on the 17th of March. Here is what the security videos, some of which you acknowledge you had not yet looked at. Here's what these security videos show as to McNally's activities. And then it goes on and on, you know, about him, uh, no official telling him to stop, him walking by the NFL official James Daniels. Dot, dot, on and on. From I, 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 V, I, 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 V, I, 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 This like seven different points. And then they go on to say, well, we could tell by your measurements at halftime, which took 14 minutes, and that detail process, you couldn't possibly do it in 95 seconds. He's not doing what you did at halftime. This guy's just taking the top off the ball. You unzip the bag. That's all he's doing. Well, that's not what your guy's accused of doing. He's accused of doing something else in there. So why are you giving me an argument, and why are you giving me a false argument? We can dance around. We can keep doing this dance back and forth forever. You're not cooperating. F you. In bold. Okay, so I set it up wrong. That was just me with the Wells Report in context or one of Goldberg's letters. Back to the league. Murray had his own rant. This is about the Giants thing. This, I, I, I confused it too. Mine was just a generic. So I read a brief that sent me through the roof, obviously right there. Uh, Murray got sick of the complaining after the fact over other little ticky-tack violation by another team. Spun, I don't even remember this. <laughs> spun back to Deflategate. Go ahead. And some people say, well, let's go after the Giants because they stuck a needle in the ball on the sidelines to figure out what the PSI was. And on and on and on and on. Uh, It's over. You won the Super Bowl. Can we (laughs) shut up about this? For God's sakes. Jesus. No, like enough of this. Enough of these phone calls. If I ever see that, if I'm on Saturday with Gasper, I see those, you're getting dropped. I'll never take them. You guys do what you do. This is your show. But can we please, can we we be adults about this now? This was the best comeuppance this team could have possibly had. And a year that they suspended the quarterback, the best who ever played the game for four games, which was designed to cripple this team this year. They went three and one without him, and they won the effing Super Bowl. It's over. Shut up. 
the deflate gate nonsense. How come they're not punishing other teams the same way? They were habitual line steppers. We all knew it, okay? It's over. They won. Be happy. Jesus. Oh. Persecution oh. complex, Mario. The suspension Persecution helped you complex. win the Super Bowl. What about the science? How come that <laughs> website's still up? They're not going after these teams. Uh, oh, my God. That just, that really, I don't know. I'm not happy about the snow, and that call just sent me the wrong way. Two years ago, didn't we have an angry beetle? Remember we did a bad, mad beetle? On what? On Friday. I don't Remember you have Mad Mike and Squeaky? We no, did we, a, no, it, was, uh, it was Angry Beetle. Yeah, Angry Beetle. What, well, what it was on something specifically? Well, no, so we got to come up with some version for Murray. Oh, yeah. Oh, we can do that. No <laughs> I'm problem. typically level-headed, but I mean, of all no, things. No, not really. Murray, just no. days later, you're going to call about something like that. Like, oh, who cares at this point? They won. The most improbable comeback ever. Shut up. Okay. Murray, were you visited by the deflate gate fairies like Beetle yeah. was? <laughs> yeah, guys, if the league gave back the Pats, our, if they gave us our picks, how do you think everyone would react? What do you think? I bet you Wellington Mara would be blowing the top of his head off with Art Rooney. I bet they'd be pissed. <laughs> <sighs> I want you to fully get it off. Your chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. That was it. No, I'm good now. I'm good now. I just, I, I, I would think that after Sunday that we would be over this, but apparently not. It, there's always going to be that persecution complex. Like, you got it. You got Roger. You gave him the finger. You won the damn game in the most improbable way possible. It's over. In the year that they tried to cripple the franchise with a four-game suspension, you won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and but you- I didn't get closure. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. Okay, because we're going to still hear about that. Because you know, I guarantee you the Thursday night opener is going to be against the Atlanta Falcons. So where's he going to be? Is he going to be in Atlanta with the, with, with the, you know, for the third straight time, just like he was last year? He's not going to be here. Who cares if he doesn't show up? You won the Super Bowl in the year that they tried to F you. You won. They won. Yay. Get over it. My God. Oh, the worst story in the history of sports. And I'm glad. Look, it all worked. It benefited all of us. You know, you guys, look at the ratings, both stations. It's all great. Now it's over. 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 Atlanta could be here for the opener, right? Of course they will be. If they did it with Carolina and Denver, that's going to be the opener this year. And the it, Patriots will host the Falcons. NFC South and AFC West next year, right? Yeah. yeah. You're going to see some quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Be a good time to invest in the secondary, Bill. <laughs> it ended up being Kansas City, and they lost that one. That's a definitive word right there uh, on Deflategate from Murray. It, I don't know. It was good eating. I'll always go back. I always have a copy of the Wells Report nearby. All right, let's give you some more. Just real quick. So you yeah. know what I really learned from this quickly and why you ultimately, I think one of the reasons you love this story so much, I didn't know that you had, like, you came from lawyers. You have yeah, lawyers my father's family. a lawyer. My yeah. mother's a lawyer. My brother's a lawyer. Lawyers, yeah. lawyers, lawyers. Yeah, so don't tell me that you don't like all this lawyer stuff. Oh, he does. Yeah. So that's, when that leaked out that one time, you were talking about. It, I was like, oh well, now this makes all the sense in the world because, like, you have a you got a taste for it. A you little really bit, do. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of a taste for it. What can I tell you? Uh, but anyway, it, it was a great confluence. So there's uh, there's your Deflategate chapter. All right, what do you want to do here? How about do we do some stuff on uh, people that bug us, people that have bugged us? Uh, how about Squeaky Maz on Phil Mickelson? This was a good one. <laughs> how about this one? <laughs> Maz, I know you had some thoughts on Phil Mickelson yesterday that you wanted to get off your chest. Why don't you take this opportunity to do so? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently- There's nothing worse than a guy who has made how much? Tens of millions? Hundreds of millions? It's got to be hundreds, right? Complaining about the fact that his tax rates are too high. Am I wrong about that? Why don't you just express yourself, Mouse? Okay, there's nothing worse than that. Like, I'm sorry, you only cleared 20 million instead of 24. Boo, hoo, 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 hoo. How are you going to get by? 
What's he, the only freaking golfer living in the state of California? How many of those guys shot their mouths off about increasing tax rates? You don't have to go to Finland. There's lots of warm weather states that have better tax deals than California do. Hell, some of them still have no income tax at all. We don't want to hear about your freaking problems, you millionaire D-bag. Seriously. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo, tax rates went up. I'm really getting screwed. Oh, me above all people. Look at how much I have to pay. Screw you. What a jerk. Seriously, I hate that. Stop crying about it. You too. People have died for that right. For me to walk around a golf course hitting a white ball, I get $45 million, and the only price I have to pay is I have to give back the government about 40% of it. I, to me, I would look at that as a pretty good deal. Here's my other point with Mickelson. You want to make a few extra million bucks? Is that what you want to do? You don't want to give it to the government? You want to keep it? On the 18th tee at the U.S. Open, don't hit it off the... <laughs> Jimmy! <laughs> don't hit it off the freaking hospitality tent, okay? That is unbelievable, Maz. I think I caught myself. That's a new low for us. <laughs> That's an all-time squeaky mouse right there. Matt has had a couple of expletives go out, yeah. I think. You feel a passionate something. guy. Yeah. Uh, Big Jim had a problem with, remember Marcus Smart when he was, he didn't quite hold out, but he was, uh, well, he would. He was holding out, not holding out. Trying to find out. his yeah. worth. Well, he was, he was, he was uh, driving a hard bargain with the Celtics on a contract. Just last year, I think. Last year or the year before. Big Jim Murray had a problem with his agent. Remember his agent? Remember what his agent's <laughs> name was, uh, McCarthy? Happy Walters. Yeah, here's Big Jim Murray on Happy Walters. Happy Walters? Happy Walters. Yes, happy Walters. It's not a name that conjures up the likes of some of the great sports agents of all time, like Drew Rosenhaus. Instead, <laughs> it's Happy Walters, which, again, as I've said over the last couple of days here with Maz, I'd like to think that Happy Walters comes in. <laughs> you ready to deal, Danny? <laughs> ready for Happy Walters? Let's make a deal. Woohoo! I freaking love it. And instead, he actually looks like a finance bro when he's a ex-Hollywood agent and you know ex-producer and whatnot. But that name, man, I don't know how you can't have fun with it. Well, it's time to get a deal done. Who's here? <laughs> Happy Walters. Dance for me, Danny. Woohoo! That's so great. Oh, wait, I don't think I like that deal at all. <laughs> Money's going down. What's that? Oh! Money's going up for Marcus! Woohoo! Happy Walters is here! I don't know how anyone could take that guy seriously. Thank, thank you for doing that for me. I heard that while I was gone. I'm like, I need to hear that. Happy Walters. The horn's the best part. I love the horn. Didn't you say the other day? Call yourself Steve or something. Right, yeah. Just Fred, Irv. You can't go into a meeting and be yelled yeah. at. Happy Walters. Uh, Danny, your three o'clock is here. Who is it? Guess who? <laughs> Happy Walters is here. Hey, Danny. Let's get a deal done. Oh, I don't like that one at all. Dance. Woohoo! <laughs> What's that? that? Oh, those are bank snaps. You want some over there, too? Yeah, I got them for you. I hate those. Those scare me. Oh, oh, they scare you. Yeah. Dance for me, Felger. It's Happy Walters time. Woohoo! Welcome back. <laughs> Unbelievable. Murray, did you actually just go out and buy that thing? Uh, let's see. What did I pick up today? I got the, the slide you whistle. Got a slide whistle. 
This is your. This is what you're offering. I have to go to Marcus and tell him. That's not a fair market deal. Oh, you want to give him thirteen? Woohoo! Yahoo! Now I'll tell my client. <laughs> Happy Walters has got the deal done again. Woohoo! Tell him all the other basketball players the money goes up with Happy Walters. It's all I want to do. I mean, I went out and bought props specifically for Happy Walters, and I just realized I'm looking, at, looking up his client list, who his recent client is. You know who I recently signed? Brad Wanamaker. Woo-hoo. Here's how I pitched him. I said, hey, Brad, you want to make a lot of money? Woo-hoo. And he said, of course. Where do I sign? And I handed him my novelty pen with a lady on it. You turn it upside down, though. And she's nude. <laughs> this Happy Walters is the best. And now, and so he does have something to do with movies, or he did in the past. I was like half asleep in my couch a couple of weeks ago, and Bad Boys with Will Smith from like 20 years ago was on. And his name is in the credits at the beginning. I was like half asleep. I was like, did that just say what I thought it said? Went back on DVR, and sure enough, music producer, Happy Walters. Oh, tremendous. By the way, he listens to the show, or he did listen to the show. Might be a, might be a very nice bit, guy. actually, was trying to get on the show. But I, I'll go back to what I said during the clip there. It's like, What's your given name, dude? Like, right, no, Steve. Yeah. Just well, yeah. <laughs> save the hat, Irv. You know, you're an agent, right? I mean, anyway, this hour of our commercial-free coverage brought to you by Town Fair Tire because nobody beats a Town Fair Tire deal. Nobody. Uh, we're going to get to the John Henry stuff next hour. So we've got a limited amount of time. I have several things that we want to get to. McCarthy, you tell me what you want. Do you want Big Jim on, on Dave O'Brien? Remember the Dave O'Brien's yes. earworm? Or, or some stuff on our love-hate relationship with our callers. Uh, give me the callers. Okay. Let's save Murray for a little later. I, w- I want that too, but I want the callers. Okay. Now. So, like, I mean, we, some some days on the phones, I mean, you just, I mean, we, we, you, some days you hate us. You just, and some of you just flat out hate us. And you let us know. Um, like, just, uh, how about Murray's, can you feel the love on the South? The Celtics callers gave it to us one day, Murray, or uh, Stuart. Let's hear that. Okay. When bitch-ass Celtics fans get mad that Felgren Mads don't respect their team. You're, you're Celticist, like a racist for the Celtics. <laughs> I mean, all they, all they are is a team that it's fun to watch. God, are you sensitive? Sensitive? What are you, you oh, guys don't are you sensitive? thing about the Celtics. What is there that you don't like about them, Felgren? Yeah, why don't you say enough nice things about him, Felgren? <laughs> what do you want to appreciate? God, what a bitch! Oh, what a whiny bitch that caller was but you ain't heard nothing until you heard this guy cry about it talking about trading isaiah i just don't care you get paid to make these statements on air i mean it's one of the best scores something we've ever had i'm getting sick of talking about trading isaiah i'm really getting tired of it as i'm tired of it i'm getting sick and tired of it why don't you respect it why don't you respect it why don't you respect it let me ask you a very simple question okay what have the Celtics accomplished this year that they were not supposed to accomplish? Nothing yet. Zero. Okay? It's all about the postseason with them, starting with the little guy. So let, let's see what happens in the playoffs when they start throwing two or three guys at him. Boy, does it get nasty quickly here on Mondays. All of a sudden. I love it. Oh, of course he does. Because Mike's the king of doucherie. <laughs> but don't worry. Now he's going to get his in the form of having to play grab ass with Gary Tangway every night. Okay, the little example of our love-hate with the callers. Like, we had a bad week, I guess. Were you with us for the uh, 
Atlanta Super Bowl, Murray? Yeah. Where, where, where were we for that one? Where was that? I can't I was remember. In that was in Houston. In Houston. Yeah. So apparently we had a bad week on the phones with the with callers in Houston. Do you remember this? Uh, vaguely. Well, go ahead, Jimmy. Dave in New Hampshire. Quickly, go, please. Yes, I wanted to talk about whether or not the Patriots had scored in the first quarter of any Super Bowl. They did score 14 points in the first quarter. was against the Packers at Super Bowl 31. I'm going to let you go. It's a million years ago. 14 points against Green Bay in 96? Yes. Oh, they didn't? I have no recollection of that. Oh, they didn't? And you know what, honestly? I don't care. It was a, it was a totally different uh, uh, case. Okay, so we have... Uh, Can I just say quickly that the calls this week have sucked? No, no. I, no I they've been poor. They've sucked. They've been poor. They've sucked. Poor. They've sucked. Tons in Maine yesterday, and those clowns. They haven't sucked. Today, the, the calls have sucked. There's been a couple. No, they've sucked. No. They've sucked. I don't think it's been that bad, Naz. It's not true. They have sucked the blood and the life out of this game. Bledsoe to Byers and uh, Drew Bledsoe to Ben Coates. 14 points for the first quarter. First quarter? First quarter. And they still blew it. (laughs) And after all that, the caller was right. This is that typical. Sorry, caller, you were right. I don't care. I'm enjoying this week. So that was the Super Bowl. I don't remember that. No, he, 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 he didn't like the callers that week. How about one more? How about one more? I guess there was a reentry Monday like four or five years ago. It's from August 2014. Maz had a rough reentry Monday as it related to the callers. Okay. Go ahead, Jimmy. Kevin and Newton has a thought on Jermaine Jones. Hey, how you doing? Good, Kevin. What do you got? Hey, thanks for my, taking my call. Long, long time listener, first time caller. Um, and which is funny enough, like I'm calling about soccer, and I, uh, <laughs> you guys usually talk about all the other major sports. You got to be quick, hey, Kevin. You got to be quicker. Roger that. Um, as a Res fan, like what's really going to sell us is a new stadium and a logo that doesn't look kiddish. The logo. Know? The logo is what is what's going to do it. The logo. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm well, stadium first. Okay, okay, right. Stadium important, logo later. And still, it's still important. No, it's not. You look at Gal- the Galaxy. I don't look at any logos. I don't look at logos. I'm just saying, these guys, these, like, guys like Jermaine Jones, I mean, you need to be able to, like, Boston, like, is kind of like the capital of New England. Am I wrong? No, you're right. It is the capital of, well, it's the capital of Massachusetts. If you didn't drop that guy, I was about to. Look, I've been back. I've been back now for an hour and 15 minutes. I've been back for one hour and 15 minutes, and I'm going through the consummate, ultimate re-entry Monday. I have never gone through a re-entry Monday quite like this one. And let me tell you right now, point blank, to the callers. You suck right now. (laughs) You callers on this show right now suck. They suck. The calls for the first hour and 15, 14, 14 minutes, 14 minutes of this program have been awful. Okay. And, and logos are what we're doing now? Logos. Logos. So, I'll tell you what, Jonathan, I don't know what they pay for their logo with the reps. Whatever it is, Jonathan, give me a call. I'll cut the price in half, and I'll give you a brand new stinking logo that's a hell of a lot better than the one you got. I don't know if it's going to change business for you, but I'll give you one. How do you feel about the Revolution logo, Maz? Have you ever thought about I it? I haven't paid one stinking second of attention to it. Not one. Although I do wear the t-shirt they gave me quite often. 
particularly at the beach, I wore it quite a bit last week. It's comfortable in hot weather. Who is the worst logo in Boston, in your opinion? Mm. Probably the Pats. So, uh, Other I, than the Reds. So uh, <laughs> I would co-sign on your uh, your point about the callers. And was it Bob from Methuen, by the way, who always calls and busts my chops? The only guy who is any good yeah. hates you. Yeah, I, I don't know why. So you know what I'm going to do, Bob from Methuen? Please call the baseball reporters tonight so we can really get to the core and the root of your distaste and hatred for everything I say. Really, I'm not taking personally, but I would like to know. Because it's getting irritating, quite frankly. So he's your Jack in Rhode Island. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he likes me either, but he likes you less. <laughs> Bob Nathuin, 617-779-0985. You call between 6 and 7. We'll make time for you. Okay. Hey, Kevin, got to be quicker. Roger that. Um. <sighs> so there you go. That, that guy did have, uh, he also had the, like the, the daily double, pretty much everything you didn't want, which was pleasantries. First time, long time. Hey, hi, you know. A lot of grab ass. That whole thing. Love, hate with the callers. Part of the Felgram Maz experience as we celebrate 10 years. The Sports Hub 10-year uh, anniversary continues. It's our last commercial-free hour. We'll get to the John Henry stuff, which is good. I relived the whole stuff and listened to the whole thing again overnight with Jimmy Stewart and all his hard work putting it together. We'll give us some highlights of maybe the seminal moment of the show. When I mean, you think about it, maybe the number one moment. One of the bigger moments on the station over this past decade. We'll relive that. John Henry, Red Sox principal owner, barges into the studio in the fall of 2011 and goes at it with us, uh, I don't know, about 45 minutes or so. We're not going to play the full 45 minutes, but we'll give you a little taste of what went down that day. 60 minutes, six minutes. It was over six. It was over an hour, huh? Yep. I think we took one break in there. Uh, but anyway, that's it. John Henry coming up here on Felger and Maz, the 10-year anniversary. No commercial.